back on the podcast. I have a great, great guest. Her name is Steph Hammerman. She probably doesn't need an introduction, but let's give her one anyway. Steph Hammerman, you'll probably have seen her on Instagram, on social media, crushing things. She's out there doing sprints with Rich Froning. She's working with Hinshaw on her ability to approve her aerobic capacity. She is a motivating, inspiring woman. And Steph, I'm gonna let you give the world the rest of your introduction. Give the world the elevator pitch intro of Steph Hammerman. Well, good morning, and thanks so much for having me on. Uh, the elevator pitch, I guess you'd say, um, I have now been doing CrossFit for almost five years. Uh, I've been coaching for about three and a half years, and I'm the world's first CrossFit trainer, level two CrossFit trainer with cerebral palsy. Um, and I just, I love fitness. So. I love it. I, I love it. You do love fitness. I mean, funny enough, or not funny, but coincidentally ironic, I never know which word to use, but last week on the podcast, I had a girl, her name is Melissa Walsh, and... I was telling her, you know, somehow I got intertwined in all of these social media posts between her box, her, or you. She said she met you, or, you know, virtually. Uh, you know who she is? Uh, I don't remember the name. You but... you did comment. You shared something. She basically is the first CrossFit. Oh, yeah, the quadriplegic girl who's quadriplegic. Correct. And I had her on last week, and I told her I was going to have you on. And while this podcast is typically about nutrition, hence the name Take Eating Back. It's become, from what I understand, the most motivating podcast on the planet because we're having people on here that are choosing to challenge themselves, not just you know physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and all that. And you, you are one of them. Like you said, you know, first level two trainer with CP, and if people follow you on your social media... You get at it no different than anyone else on this planet. This is very true, and I don't think there should be any excuse that uh, any adaptive athlete or any athlete, for that matter, should do anything differently. You know, I understand that that's why CrossFit was created, is to be able to be there for anybody that wants to do it, whether you're a teen or you're 90 years old. I truly believe that fitness is for everyone. It absolutely is. You, you're a big part of the Wheelwad community, right? Is it a community? I'm, or... a, hu I'm a huge part of the Wheelwad community. So uh, Chris Doutenberg and myself, uh, I work very closely with him now. Uh, I'm actually one of their online coaches, and I also do their weekly content for their blog. So if anybody uh, wants to go and check out The Hammer Report, you totally can at wheelwad.com. Wheelwad.com, The Hammer Report. Yep. And this week we're actually talking about uh, how important it is to set goals and set goals that you can actually achieve without seeming to be overwhelmed and how you stay on track with your goals. So you wrote this? Yes, sir. All right. Give me some, you know, I, I like to have, obviously we'll talk a little bit about nutrition before we get off, but I also like to have life hacks on this and whether it's setting your day up for success, being productive. I, I love talking goals. Give me the Cliff Notes version so people still have a reason to head over and, and read your latest post, but talk to me about goal setting. So I 
gave people five ways to attack the daunting task of creating goals or achieving your goals because when you tell somebody, you know, to go and do something, they're not just going to either do it without incentive or do it without knowing they're going to get something out of it, right? So when you want to make a goal, you want to make a list, right? Write your goals down and seeing them in ink really helps you. So... Wait, wait, wait. You say write them down. Can I do it on my phone? Sure, you can do them on your phone. When okay. You see, when you see them, uh, either in print or in type, it just it's a reminder that you have done something for yourself, and now you need to know how to attack it. Okay, so is that it? Step number one, write your goal down. Boom, write done. Your, step number one would be write your goal down. Step number two would be break it up into big and small goals. You want this goal to be attainable, right? So you can't assume that you're going to lose. Let's go back to the nutrition. You can't assume that if your goal is to lose 50 pounds, that that 50 pounds is going to happen in three weeks. That's, that's virtually impossible um, if you're going to do it in a healthy way. So, you know, you want to break your goals down into big and bigger and smaller goals, short-term versus long-term goals. This way, you're able to create realistic expectations for yourself. Okay, so, so let's apply this to someone looking to lose weight. You know, we have people that listen to this podcast. They're interested in, you know, changing their, their nutrition, their lifestyle, etc. I, you know, they're probably listening to this, you know, right after the new year, this episode is going to be up. So... Cool, the new year started and stuff. I need to lose 20 pounds. That's my goal. Now what? Well, first things first, I would write it down. Okay. Write it somewhere that you could see it every day, whether it's on the mirror, whether it's in your phone, or on a personal calendar. Write it down somewhere so you know that this is something that you sincerely want to do. Nobody else is making this up for you. What? This is something that you want to do. Okay, so people, if you're listening, write that goal down. Now, do you recommend posting it on social media so other people see it? Or does so it... that's that's kind of my third step. Oh, so I'm jumping you, ahead. Once you've, once you've written it down and once you've broken them down into bigger and smaller goals or short-term and long-term goals, you want to then think about accountability. How are you going to keep yourself accountable? Whether it's sharing your goals on social media or sharing your goals with a nutritionist or sharing your goals with your best friend, they are going to be able to hold your, you know, hold you accountable for what you are trying to achieve. So we've written it down. Now we, I jumped ahead to number three, but let's go back to number two. How do we break down losing 20 pounds into bigger and smaller pieces? Well, you have to see what's going to be attainable for you. So if it's losing one pound, you know, one or two pounds every two weeks, or it's losing, you know, three pounds in a week. It depends on, you know, how fast you want to accelerate the process. Um, it's really up to you and how your body is going to react to certain things. But again, you don't want to you know, kind of sweat the small stuff. I know you and I talk about that a lot because um, I am one of your uh, clients for the macronutrition. And I struggle a lot with, you know, trying to be perfect all the time. And if we get caught up in that fact of trying to be perfect, we're not really going to get any closer to our goal any faster. I, I agree. I think I like to live by the adage, done is better than perfect. And too often people are 
trying to be perfect, and then they get this, they get paralyzed because when they're not perfect, they don't know what to do. You know, and, and say we're talking nutrition, it's like, you had a bad day, cool, move on for tomorrow versus letting that bad day ruin you for another week. And this is true, and that's what brings me to, I guess, my, my fourth one, would be to really trust in the process. Um, I had a wonderful professor in my master's program that she truly lived by this, you know, don't worry about it, trust in the process, trust in the process. And I am probably the, I am the person that needs to hear this the most because I struggle with kind of wanting to get everything done right away. Uh, I'm very type A and want to have a plan and want it to work out, um, but sometimes it doesn't always work out. And I'm definitely an example of that, uh, not to get off topic, but I never thought that I would be calling myself a cancer survivor at 26, right? But for some reason, some reason in my process, I had to get cancer. I had to be diagnosed with cancer in order to take the next steps into something that I'm trying to achieve. You know, and, and that obviously transitions us into that. So let me, let me end this point on goal setting. We need to come up with a goal, one. We need to, two, chunk it down into big and small steps. Three, we need to create a support system, whether it's social media, friends, family, and number four, you need to trust in that process that it will work for you. And number five, the most important is just have fun, you know? I love we're it. Put this, we're put on this planet with a body only once, you know? And, and we really just have to have fun with the whole process or else we're not going to really enjoy setting other goals for ourselves. I love it. Number five, have fun. And as you just said, you know, you've just battled and defeated cancer. So congratulations and I'm super proud of you and I'm honored to have been a part of your journey. You sent me an amazing keychain that I now use every day as a reminder of a few things to me, you know, to just be there for other people, even if it's small to you, it could be huge for someone else and just to not take life for granted. And, you know, you battled through it and I'm sure it wasn't easy. I'm sure every single day was challenging. I mean, if I had to ask any question about it, it's just, you know, what was the experience? You know, you get diagnosed, you were traveling to New York City a lot. Obviously, you had an amazing support in, in Tyler Flash. But is that really his last name or is that just his no. nickname? All right. No, his last name is actually Roach. Um, but I call him my Flash because uh, we watched a movie together and one of the characters calls her husband his... Uh, her flash, and so that's our, our, I guess, our inside joke. But um, yeah, no, I had an amazing support system, not only in uh, my family. So we, it was April 16th when we had gone on a date. We came home from our date, and I went to go sit up in my wheelchair, and I pushed myself up, and I, I really remember kind of screaming, ow. And at the time, Tyler was a paramedic, uh, and a, a firefighter paramedic, and he said, what's wrong? And I said, I, I don't really know, but this really hurts underneath my armpit. And he said, okay, let me take a look. So this was a Saturday night. He took a look at it, and he said, babe, I know you don't want to hear this, but you've got to go to the doctor. He 
said, bone doesn't do this, muscle doesn't do this, you need to go to the doctor. I had been training really hard that week, and I thought I'd hurt myself rowing or, you know, just bruised myself with the, the rower, and he's like, nope, you gotta go, you gotta go, and it, it wasn't, at the end of the night, it wasn't just you, it was, we're, we are going to go to the doctor, whether you like it or not, just to make sure everything is okay. So he never let me believe that I was doing this by myself. So that Monday morning, we went to the doctor. Um, doctor started traveling from my armpit up my body, down my body, and she started feeling more of these lumps. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, well, I don't really like how this feels, so we're just going to go get a, a an ultrasound. And I'm like, an ultrasound of what? And she says, well, we're going to get an ultrasound of your neck an ultrasound of your belly, and we're just going to see if, you know, everything is okay. Well, more than likely, it's going to be okay, but we just want to make sure. Well, that one day turned into two weeks, uh, and after those two weeks, they were pretty sure with, you know, they knew what they were dealing with. I had done a biopsy on my neck. They couldn't really come up with a conclusive answer. It looked abnormal, but it wasn't you know, they didn't know. Uh, and then about a week later, we ended up going to New York on May 8th. And uh, we were supposed to be there for one week. They were going to more than likely diagnose me with mono. Ended up that we were there for more than one week. We were there for 29 weeks. And I ended up with Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage 3B. And uh, yeah, had to spend 218 days undergoing cancer treatment. So... You were in New York City that entire time? Yes, sir. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't sure about that. I wasn't sure if you were making the trip back and forth. Did Tyler, was he able to stay there? Yes, sir. So he took time off of work that whole time? He didn't just take time off of work. He closed his entire business and moved with me. You better put a ring on that, dude. <laughs> He's sitting behind me just laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see, sometimes life is all about just grabbing it and moving. Do you want to ask him to marry you live on my podcast? Uh, I've already, we're already married. Uh, I've asked him to marry me multiple times. All right. <laughs> the, cer the ceremony will be sometime soon. Okay, just making but, sure, because it could have been the first live engagement on Take Eating Back. So, um, you guys... I don't know, I don't know if my Jewish mother would have... Well, we could. I'll, I got a light bulb right here. I'll step on it. <laughs> um, so you battled through it. You said two hundred and eighteen days. Two hundred and eighteen days total. And then, you know, is is there any concern that it's going to come back, or is it just gone from so, your? So I mean, with life, there's never you know a hundred percent guarantees on you know anything. But they say that uh, there is like. A very, very minimal chance that it would ever come back. Um, and they normally, if they don't feel that way, they keep the port in you. And the port is something that helps draw blood and also is able to um, give you the chemo. So they actually took that out. And so my doctor's pretty sure that it's not coming back. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. So that's amazing. Now, when you were in the city... Talk to me about how life was different. Were you able to train? Were you able to eat the way you wanted to? I mean, you were living in Manhattan? Yes. So, obviously going from Florida to Manhattan, I had lived on Long Island my entire life. So, I had already known New York. 
but there was a reason I had moved, you know, and we had lived in Florida for nine years. Um, but when we ended up going back to New York, uh, I was very lucky because come day one of chemo, the doctor basically said, you don't really have any restrictions other than the fact that you can't go on a plane, you can't go on a subway, and you can't really be around tons of people you don't know due to infection or uh, infection control. So she wanted to make sure that, you know, my immune system would stay somewhat on the up and up. But when it came to training, um, I didn't train as much as I would have liked to. But in the beginning, you know, they say everything is good and then it starts becoming cumulative. And I definitely started feeling the cumulative effects by the sixth or seventh round. Um, so every round was every two weeks. So I went through 12 rounds of chemo, and actually by the fourth round of chemo, I was actually cancer-free, but we couldn't really tell anyone just in case anything had come back. I remember going into the doctor's office around the third round, and I showed her a video of me doing a clean, and I said, can I do this? And she said, yes, I'm not sure why you would want to, but you can. I said, okay, that's all I want to know. That's all I wanted to know, and because I wanted to know that I could still stay stay somewhat normal, and I did. I love it. I love it. And so you, know, I love how the first question you ask is, "Can I do a clean?" So yep. <laughs> now, is chemo as bad as it as you see out there? Where you, like, is it just is it as bad as everybody tells you it is, or or you see? Okay, the... so I'm gonna make a disclaimer because this is my story, my experience. People with lymphoma may or may not go through this. People with other cancers definitely don't go through the kind of situation that I went through. But to be quite honest with you, it really wasn't as bad as, you know, TV and movies make it out to seem. My doctor told me on day one that I would lose some of my hair. I might not lose all of it, but I would lose a lot of my hair. Um, that... It's definitely not what you see on TV, and I'm, I, I wasn't going to be sick the whole time. So I said, okay, and I wasn't really sure what to believe because I didn't really know. Uh, I never got sick from chemo. I never was throwing up over a toilet bowl or anything like that. I definitely felt very weak, and actually they put me through early onset menopause um, to harvest my eggs or save my eggs so that in the future if we wanted to have a baby, we could. Um, so the menopause medication was probably the worst because it, it really messes with your hormones. So my eating was actually the opposite of what most people think. I actually wanted to eat a lot versus um, not having an appetite at all. So I probably gained about 45 pounds on chemo. Wow, so we put on 45, and that kind of can lead us into the next part of this discussion, nutrition. So when you're going through that and you're just hungry, I assume it's like a time in your life where you're doing your best, but you also accept it for what it is, and you have to eat, you're not at home, etc. What, what's the change now? What are we doing? Obviously, I know a little bit about it, but you know, tell the, tell the listeners what you're doing to to regain your fitness, and we'll talk nutrition, and we'll talk your actual fitness, what you're doing. Okay, so what's really cool is that we, 
we decided as a team, so Tyler and I have now been together a little over a year, and we decided as a team that we were going to move to North Carolina, start fresh, and we were actually, both of us, going to take care of each other, um, and physically, emotionally, and just be a support team for one another. So we are taking on working with you, the Taking Back Nutrition and Macronutrition, but we are also very lucky to say that I work with um, Michael and Just One More Bite here in uh, North Carolina. They service the Triangle area in North Carolina, and they are giving me a full food sponsorship. They follow the, the zone preparation, so we're going to be working closely with both macros and zone to get me back on track. Why North Carolina? Honestly, it was just kind of a pick, you know, kind of a pick of the draw kind of thing. And Tyler and I had lived in New York for a while. We both lived in Florida for a while. So we wanted a middle ground. And, you know, this is where we ended up. And then in my ninth round of chemo, I ended up getting a job here. Uh, I work uh, fully with 12th State CrossFit. Uh, here in Raleigh, and it's just been absolutely wonderful. Well, that's pretty awesome. And is Tyler's business back up and running? It will be in the next couple weeks, yeah. Yeah, we got to do a couple more trips to Florida just to tie up some ends. But once we're all set here, I'm sure he's going to start up his business. So speak on Tyler's behalf. How much weight has he lost? Uh, in the last, I guess, month, though, we've been here he's lost about 20 pounds <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing remember i spoke to him i said you're gonna need to eat more to lose weight dude yep so he definitely is doing his best to stay on track like we said not not everything is perfect especially right now we're we've been living in hotels for the last nine months and now we're moving into an apartment so it's definitely not easy to stay on track but um, we're, we're trying our best. I love it. And now talk to me about your fitness. You're at 12th State CrossFit. I've seen some videos of you lately, you're like sprinting, you're doing sprints back and forth at the box. You're, you know, you, I saw a video of you coaching or a picture of you coaching someone the other day. What's it been yeah. like there? So the atmosphere at 12th State is something that I quite honestly have never experienced. They treat people, not, not just their coaches, but they treat their athletes, they treat their athletes' families with just a respect and kindness that I've never truly experienced. And as a coach coming in brand new to the gym um, and having a lot of experience, they really respected me. Uh, I actually ran a seminar for them, one of my seminars for them, to for the athletes and for the coaches to get to know me so that it kind of set the president of the way that I want to be able to integrate myself into the community. Um, and it's just been a really positive experience. Last night I actually got to be the head coach of the first classes because they do a tiered system. So you'll have certain coaches are head coaches during morning classes or evening classes, and then it kind of switches. So you have head coach, assistant coach, and then intern. And so last night I got to be head coach and it was a lot of fun. So, and we have a couple of uh, adaptive athletes at the, the box as well. So it's nice to have some of my perspective 
really needed on the floor. That's really awesome. And now tell me about your training. How's it been? My training has actually been a lot easier of a transition than I thought it would be. People say it was going to be like riding a bike. I was really nervous about, you know, not coaching and not training as hard as I used to uh, a couple months ago. But it kind of came back to me. And I feel as though CrossFit and fitness, functional fitness in general, really helped save my life. My fitness and my wellness, we talk about that wellness uh continuum and that fitness continuum, those things really truly applied to my everyday life to beat cancer. And so now that I'm back on the up and up, it's only getting easier. Um, it's not perfect, and I wish that I could be training as hard as I used to be training, but I, I'm not uh, at the moment. But you know what? I think you really just nailed it. You know, something we talk about a lot is that what Steph was referring to is that sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. And we always say fitness is a hedge against sickness. You know, meaning if something like cancer comes into your life and you're fit, you have to travel back through wellness before you get sick again. And obviously things like cancer you might define as sickness, but if we're looking simply in terms of, of your, your deadlift, your clean, your ability to sprint, I mean, you had that hedge against it. And now you're just going to come right back. And my assumption, and I'm pretty confident in it, is you're going to be stronger than ever. And I truly hope so. And I think, you know, the irony of it all is that I was, the, the first time we really talked about my diagnosis, I was on a track in Cookville, Tennessee with the fittest man on the planet. And we ended up talking about sickness, right? So... To me, I think it's just coming full circle. I think that for some weird reason, the universe truly just needed to challenge me in a different way. Tyler tells me all the time that I needed cancer. And I, I would say to him, well, why would you even say that? And he said, because you needed a new challenge. You know, I've lived with cerebral palsy my whole life. I've already conquered that. I've already shown people that you can live a normal life and happen to be differently abled. Um, I had no idea that I, you know, to me, I think the overall diagnosis of cancer is silly to be able to challenge somebody with, but if there was a reason that I had to have it, it's to show the world that there is life after being diagnosed. I love it. I love it. And you've already shown the world so much, and now you're just showing the world even more. Where'd you meet Tyler? On Tinder. Oh, no! You met Tyler on Tinder! You yeah. You swipe right? You swipe right for Tyler? I swiped right for Tyler. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I was on Tinder for like a day, and I just swiped right on everybody. Is that what you guys did? Uh, no, honestly, uh, it was Halloween night. We had our first conversation last year. I had basically given up on dating, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try this one more time. Ended up swiping right. We chatted for like 20 minutes on the... The, the app, I gave him my number, and we talked for five hours that night, and then we deleted our apps. That night? Yep, we went, on, we went on our first date two weeks after that, so I waited, yeah, I waited until, over three weeks, I waited until the 17th, so we had like four FaceTime calls, I wanted to make sure he was legit, 
And then, yeah, we went on our first date on November 17th. Wait, wait, you, so the night you swiped right on Tinder was literally Halloween of last year. Yep. And then deleting your app, being on a five-hour FaceTime call wasn't enough. You made this guy sweat it out for 17 days. <laughs> Pretty much. I think the, the whole premise of Tinder is you have to wait about 17 minutes. You made the guy wait 17 days. Yep. And it's all worth it because... Gonna be my forever for the next 59 years. Wait, is Tyler there? Yep. Can you put him on the phone, please? <laughs> Hold on. I don't think this is part of your podcast. It is now. What's going on, Jason? How are you? Tyler, I, I, I need to understand this about you. How does one become such a good human being? The first thing is it's all deception. You just got to keep people fooled. <laughs> well, you're doing a really, you're like, <laughs> you you are in. You are like into this if, if you're just trying to keep people fooled. I don't think that's it. How, I mean, how did you do it? Like, I, don't, I mean, I'm not talking about like you just, you went with Steph to the city or you wait 17 days on Tinder. Like, you're just a good dude. How does one go about becoming a, a good human being? I was a fireman for nine years in South Florida, and uh, you get a different education about the world. Um, there's a lot of things you just can't learn from books that you learn from people who are, you know, on their last day. And uh, you eventually learn. Like, one of my favorite lines is that real adventures don't start until all your plans have gone to shit. And I f truly believe that. You know, where I used to evaluate everything and worry about what's the next step and what's going to happen. You know, there was no worrying. It was just, there was no question. It was just, let's go. Let's do it. Let's have fun. And that's where we've been ever since. We just have fun, and um, there's no reason to ever look back. I should have had you on this podcast, Tyler. I should have had you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys are amazing. Not just as individuals, but it's one of those situations where the sum is greater than the parts. You two solo are, are awesome, but together... Even even better and even cooler. I'm, I'm, you know, I love after I get off one of these interviews when I'm like fired up, like I want to run through a wall. And uh, <laughs> please, please, please don't do that. I I need you. <laughs> well, I said the same thing to Melissa last week. You know, this girl has every reason to be down on herself and depressed and whatnot, and she's like making she's more positive than anybody else I know that that can walk on their own two feet and. You know, you guys, whether it's supporting one another through cancer, I'm, I'm more impressed that he waited 17 days on Tinder, to be quite honest. And <laughs> Should I tell him? <laughs> tell him what? I, I, made, I made him wait longer than that. <laughs> I made him wait about five months. Well, hey, you know what? It, it wouldn't surprise me if he was if he made him wait even longer because he's just a good guy and it's clear that not just him, but you two love each other, and it's awesome to see that. And until I met my fiance, I didn't, I would not have been able to even contemplate what you guys have done for each other. But, but I can see why, and I can see how. So it's really awesome. Really yeah, he's, awesome. He's pretty cool. He's all right. He's very cool. I would have, I would, I would have married him. So, so you guys are in North Carolina now at your apartment. You going to the box today? Uh, I have um, 
somebody that I work with that's doing like some physical therapy on my neck for me. Cool. So I'm gonna gonna do some Ramwad and some stretching out today because for those that think that they can train eight days a week, uh, it's not. I think rest days are extremely important, and I you shouldn't be afraid of taking more than one rest day. Um, if that's one thing that I've learned is really, really listen to your body. And I think that rest days, most people don't take them for granted, or most people take them for granted, and you really should just just truly take time to enjoy yourself outside of the box. You know, that's huge, and I agree. I mean, obviously, from a physical standpoint, your body needs it. From a mental standpoint, your mind needs it. But I think what the, the part of it that gets overlooked is like, hey, life is more than just working out, too. You and know? you know, in some weird way, cancer taught me that. Because Ty can tell you, I was basically one of the only coaches at my old gym. And I would open the gym at 5 a.m. and I would leave the gym at 10 p.m. at night. And I was exhausted. And I would train during the day, and then I started not liking fitness. I started, like, my relationship with, with fitness, just like it was, it would be with anybody that you spent too much time with, it gets to be stressful, right? You need your breaks away from things. You and your fiancé, you guys need your Jason time, right? You need your alone time to be able to, to miss each other. And... I truly think that that's what rest days are for fitness. You know, you need time to be able to miss being in the box. I, I love it. And if you're listening to this, she's she's nailing it. You know, life is more than just your fitness in the box. And, you know, whether it's, hey, get outside and, you know, Roz and I walk Mo every day for 20 minutes. You know, whether it's going for a walk or... A 20-minute uh, mile, I wish. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if we're doing a mile. Mo needs it. You put on you put on weight, so did Mo. He put on twenty two pounds, so we're trying to get him to lose that weight. And um, it's you, you know you're right. You need you need to understand that this time of year, you know, holidays coming and going, New Year's coming and going. It's important to remember that. But you you've said so much stuff. It's been great having you on. I want to have you on again. It, obviously for the wedding, I assume we're going to do it live on the podcast. And then, but also just as you make your way towards that goal of, of getting, you know, that weight back off and, and regaining all and more of your fitness, I want to continue to talk through your journey. Of course. And like I said, and anybody listening, Jason Ackerman knows his stuff. Uh, not only is, not only are you an amazing human being, but you are extremely knowledgeable and extremely giving and if anybody is thinking even to, to try it or wanting to try flexible nutrition, don't even think about it. Just do it because you will sincerely be thankful that you did and it'll end up changing your life in ways that you never would even think of. So just do it. Well, I appreciate that. I'm just trying to be like Tyler Flash. So <laughs> lastly, how can people contact, reach out, see you on social media? Give us any and all of your, you know, way, ways to touch base with Steph Hammerman. Cool. Well, if uh, anybody is looking to contact me directly, uh, you can email me at stephthehammer30 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on 
social media at Steph the Hammer on Instagram and Twitter. And I have a Facebook uh, athletes page, facebook.com slash Steph the Hammer. I love it. And I'll put all of that in the notes for the show. So Steph, Tyler, it's been great having you on. I look forward to having you back and have a great holiday, great new year, and let's crush it. Thanks so much.